Let's break into it real quick. We're going to walk it down, general game plan, uh, the strengths and weaknesses of the deck, and then we're going to show off some gameplay. want to do that kind of fast for you guys. So, here we are. General deck list here. Hood, Bast, Iceman, Korg, Angela, Darkhawk, Black Widow, Beast, Falcon, Mysterio, Bishop, and American Chavez. Definitely some interchangeable options here. Uh, the Bast is probably the one strict one that I think is really good. If you're really into the bounce format and you're looking for a card to pick up from Series 4, Bast will definitely make this deck better. Again, not a full requirement, but it is really solid for this particular list. Let's get into the general game plan. General game plan for this is Korg or Iceman on 1, Black Widow on Angela on 2, Bishop on 3, uh, 2 1-drops on Angela with a Beast or a Falcon to replay them on 4, replay all cards to Angela and Bishop, Cheaper, Beast, and Darkhawk on 5, and then turn 6 as either your American Chavez or your cleanup where you're trying lots of different ways to win the game uh, and honestly fill multiple different lanes all at once buffing up your Bishop, buffing up your Angela, and just spreading all the love. It's a lot of fun to play, guys, if I'm being honest. Some of the card alternatives, Kitty Pride just came out. You want to get rid of Iceman, pick up Kitty Pride. Perfectly fine. Uh, next week, Hitmonkey's coming out. This is a great Hitmonkey deck. This is a good style for Hitmonkey. Take that Chavez out, put the Hitmonkey in. And if you don't want to go with the Mysterio route, you can always get rid of Mysterio and play Viper. Kind of give your opponent the hood and things like that. Definitely a couple different options, and we'll go into it more as we see the game throughout. Strengths and weaknesses of the deck. Let's start strengths. Strengths. Deck is very fun and interesting. Flexible. Snap equality. Uh, opponents are normally unsure of what you are doing until it's too late, which is a good reason to snap early with this deck. Ability to faint. You can power up one location while seemingly ignoring another. Um... <laughs> Any of my WoW fans out there, feign death, you know, you just, you act like you don't want it, but you know you're going to go there and take it, which is awesome. Uh, deck will improve over time. Kitty Pride and Hitmonkey. See Kitty Pride article. Had an article yesterday on Kitty Pride. Had a breakdown on Kitty Pride. Check it out. I'll have it pinned for you. And of course, strong in battle mode. Know your game plan. Very, very good strength. Knowing your game plan is key in battle mode. Some of the weaknesses of the deck. Deck is a little hard to play effectively. You really have to understand how to play a few turns ahead, which can be difficult for some players. Uh, it's draw dependent. Need your enablers and payoffs. You know, if you're going to have Kitty Pride, you need your Kitty Pride. You need an Angela. You need a Bishop. You need these cards early to really set up big turns and ways to win lanes big. Killmonger. If you don't have priority slash bounce enabler, yep, Killmonger is a big one, guys. If you Think your opponent's a kill monitor deck, you should be holding your beasts and your falcons for turn five. This way you can kind of like pick everything up, pass priority to your opponent so he can't killmonger you, which is huge and massive. Uh, there is maybe even a bit of a understanding of wanting ghosts in this list if you want to try that out as a way to get around killmonger on final turns as well, but a little bit more difficult to pull off. Um, locations where you cannot play play cards or leave you little yeah, leaves a little more room to your game plan obviously you can try nightcrawler in this if you want to go that route but it's not generally that good because it doesn't give you any in like uh, on reveal effects which is why the korg and the iceman are generally better um and then leech leech ruins your day guys uh straight up like 
when your opponent leeches you, if you had priority and picked up all your cards, no longer have all these effects, it can be a bit problematic and really unfortunate, but kind of the one thing that's a good thing, uh, ironically here, is that if Leech didn't exist or if Sandman didn't exist, Sandman's another one that we can put here, but if either of those cards like did not exist, this deck would probably run rampant on a metagame, so having those like straight hosers for a deck like this is very, very important. Let's get into some gameplay for the cards, guys. Alright guys, let's get into this gameplay now. So you can kind of see through it, we can walk through how this deck goes and how this deck turns. As you can see, I snapped on turn one here. Really important to snap early with this deck for a couple reasons. A, um, you know what your game plan is, and that's important. So you know when you see certain things in your game plan that you're going to be ahead early. And it could scare players away, which is a, it's an okay thing. If they and if they, if you don't snap early and then you scare them away, you're only going to get one cube. But if you get the early snap in, you kind of make them choose early to play or not. You're going to win a lot more cubes that way. Having Bast on one to buff my Mysterio, Hood, and Angela are just great lines of play. You know, having going from a negative two to a positive one is great. Mysterio losing one power on the real Mysterio, but gaining three power on each of the other ones is massive. Um, we had the Falcon as well, so we knew that we were going to be able to set up some really big turns and really get ahead early. Uh, and that's the real cool thing about this list and what it really represents and how it works. Um, and you can even see here on turn four, you know, I drew two new cards that I can bast away, right? Like I can now add um, Sunspot and Black Widow to my list. But you can also see me running through this, resetting my turn, and realizing what I was gonna do wrong. And that's important to do also, is that you're gonna have a lot of interaction play lines here that you need to sequence correctly, which makes this deck a little bit more difficult to play. And that's why it's not necessarily a, an, a deck for everybody. Because, like, right there, had I played the hood first, I would have got the demon, and then I would have bashed at my demon, and we didn't want to do that. There was also I was also going to play the sunspot to get it out there, but it was more value to leave sunspot in my hand so I could also bash the sunspot for a plus two rather than just a plus one. So that was also another pretty big deal. Uh, you can see here, I'm setting up a bishop that I just drew. We get to play our three power Black Widow, give them a zero. And then, because we're playing against Modok Discard, they ended up having to discard the Black Widow's Bite rather than the Swarm, which really lost them a ton of power and a ton of free plays going into this final turn. And you can see here, I can Mysterio in the mid, give our Angela buff, play Korg, play Sunspot, play Demon, play a million cards. We played one, two, three, four, five, six cards in the final turn of the game, which buffs our Bishop by six, got a buff on the Angela by two, and all of the cards that we're playing have free power. Insane value from this deck. Uh, you can see here, because of the line that we ended up with, getting rid of that Colleen wing, our opponent fell short on power in multiple lanes here, and we're even able to win the Dracula lane. That It's so good. The deck is a lot of fun. Let's keep watching more games. Getting into game two here, um, you know, we can see really early on where we are in this game we don't have the greatest hand ever but there is a nexus we have the ability to pump multiple things on the nexus we drew bishop which was great uh so we actually have a lot of room for power and on top of that because we have you know the ability to switch locations and move from one to another we have even more alternatives to having ways to like close down the game um 
Onslaught Citadel isn't particularly good for us. We don't have any ongoing, so like that doesn't really matter. But we ripped the Angela. So now we're going to have Angela and Bishop on the Nexus. And our opponent plays Ebony Maul. That's cool. Um, Oscorp Tower Flips. This is a little more difficult uh, for several reasons, obviously. But our opponent thinks by giving us the Ebony Maul, we're going to be in trouble. And honestly, I thought really hard here after he snaps if I really wanted to kind of change my options, play the hood, give them a negative two, but I didn't feel it was necessary to do that, so I'd rather take the take the power from Ebony Maul, which is seven power, which is not nothing, um, and then still kind of play through the rest of my turns. I also, if I, if I get to rip Beast or Falcon, I can just return it to my hand and then play for Oscorp Tower anyway. Uh, which is always nice to do because at this point in time our opponent really wasn't sure what kind of deck we actually were But it's fine. You know, we, we can make these things work So we go into the Nexus. We can't play Mysterio, which was a, a, a bit of a problem, right? We drew Mysterio. We can't actually put a Mysterio card right even if we play it So we're losing a, a bit of a value there Which is kind of unfortunate. We're really putting ourselves in a position here to play for um a Falcon, which is somewhat problematic, um, but kind of is what it is and what we have to do in some games. You know, we're definitely setting ourselves up for failure uh, on this particular end of play, but we're already committed on the cube, so there's no reason to stick out to see how the games go. Um, we drew it, we, we added the demon. His Jubilee ends up being. Uh, just an Electro. So now he can only play one card of turn for the rest of the game. And that's not bad for us in a way. So we didn't draw our Falcon. We didn't draw our Beast. We're definitely a little capped on some plays here. But we do get a Sunspot, which is going to add plus two to Angela, plus one to Bishop, and then plus four at the end of the turn. So we're adding a ton of power here, and our opponent has to be able to beat that. Um, you know... He plays a Doom, which is solid. You know, he's able to not even take over any of the lanes. He can only play one card. We get to play, we get to add six power to the Nexus and six power to Onslaught Citadel. So he has to, honestly, he has to have some like unbelievable things here. I can't even think of any card in the game that actually wins him this particular lane um, ever, you know, because. Even if it's Valkyrie, doesn't do anything. If it's, you know, it, it could he couldn't Doom again because he misplayed. He should have played his Doom on Onslaught Citadel. So if he had ripped um, the the Odin, at least he could have Doomed again and try to add power and win um, Oscorp Tower and, and Onslaught Citadel. But he didn't do that either, so he has to retreat. So good retreat by our opponent there. Well, our deck is pretty great on Kiln. You know, the ability to have Angela or to have... Um, Bishop on Kiln is great for us. We can always extend throughout the game. We have Bass on one again. And even though we're only buffing Korg by one, we are buffing the Hood by five. And it's more likely that our opponent retreats next turn if we snap than he would this turn. So we get the snap out early, which is great. Obviously, you don't ever know what your opponent is playing. So snapping early can kind of hurt you if you end up in a bad matchup. But I just believe that the way that you should play this deck is by snapping early and retreating if you have to. Um, we get a lot of power already on the kiln. We already ha we also have the falcon, so we know we're going to pick all these things up, which 
just as another line that is going to be great because we can reset now. Uh, the Project Pegasus was not something we were expecting, but we don't hate it. Um, the ability to Angela, uh, Angela plus Iceman plus Falcon, uh, adds a lot of stats to the board. We're even going to play the Demon here. So we're going to pick up four cards, uh, off this Falcon, which is insanity. But we get to buff our Angela a bunch. And then we get to reset the turn and play to kill him however we best feel is going to you know, benefit us the most. Our opponent had Vision and Zero, and he zeroes uh, Tatiana, so he puts 15 power there. So what's interesting is that we can do the math and we can see that there is a line for us to win the, uh, the kiln if our opponent has to move vision and i think that's the best way so we were kind of running through this of like all right what is he going to play to this kiln that we can still be good against and right there is 13 power um so if he moves him out he very likely is going to drop to the eight if he plays another card here which is ends up being sherry he drops to 10 so we are winning uh the kiln lane if he has to move vision and if he doesn't move vision then that's okay because we're a benefit in the other two lanes. But we had to play that play to that line so we knew we could win um, Kiln if our opponent decided to move. So we go in the final turn here and we, we're now limited on space. So Bishop might not even be the best option if I'm being completely honest because we're going to run out of space. He's only going to be a limited power. Um, so we might be better off just playing like Bass again to buff it. So this particular line could end up being Demon uh, on the Angela, which gives us a bonus, and things like that. We end up just bishoping and saving power, and this was all in the lines of like, okay, what is our opponent going to do to win the game? He did just play Sherry. How is he going to? How does he expect to beat us? And this is going to give us room to play on the final turn to understand that. And here's where we learn that the Sherry deck didn't do the Sherry thing and only had a ten power lizard. That left us with a lot of room to be able to win the game in a different, you know, a different manner that we probably wouldn't have been able to do if he just played, you know, Shang Chi, right? Like we just flat lose to a, or not Shang Chi, uh, like a Red Skull. But since we snapped early, he didn't snap back. He basically gave us the information that he couldn't really win the game either. So that gives us all the room in the world to like outpower our opponent here and try and come up big. And that's exactly what we're going to try and do. Um, and we're going to see how it goes, obviously. But once again, if he moves the vision, he didn't. He plays for a 9-power She-Hulk, which was barely enough to begin with under the assumption that we just don't play to Angela at all, which is crazy. Uh, but I guess he was maybe planning for the Polaris as well. But as you can see, we end up winning the game pretty easily because the Sherry deck actually didn't have it, guys, which is remarkable. All right, this is going to be the last game we highlight, and then we'll do our final thoughts on the deck and why you should be playing it. Um, I particularly use this this game on purpose because I wanted to show at least one other card that I have not mentioned that has the ability to ruin your day, and especially if you're not prepared for it. Um, and in this one, I was not prepared for it. But let's show it off. Let's give it a little love here. You can see we have Angela and Iceman. He plays Bast. Um not a great thing we're, you know, we could be in a mirror match at this point it could be mr negative uh mr negative is one of the decks for sure that has the ability to outpower you and play different lines and things like that with sanctum 
on board. We don't have an answer to it. We have, you know, this is a weakness of this deck where we don't have a way to play the Sanctum. Uh, Murder World is already going to get rid of cards for us, but we do juke it and we get to pick them up. Uh, you notice we didn't snap early there on that particular Bastion line because we can't win Sanctum, right? Our opponent is now playing Patriot and Wasp, which means our opponent can very easily play so many different cards that win Sanctum. So honestly, this is the type of game where we probably run away from it <laughs> if, if our opponent ever snaps. But we're trying to get the most out of our Angela and out of our cards. So getting another boost here, giving a, you know, a Widow's Bite to their hand, and then picking up all our cards is nice because it gives us more room and freedom. Uh, the Brood here plus the Patriot is okay uh, at our thought process because we can now Korg. We can play our, um, our Angela and our Korg there, buff that to a 10 power. We can also play a Black Widow there if we want, and we can pick everything up again. Uh, we, or we can pick up our Korg and our thing again. So here you go, here we go, right? So this is the, the big buff here. We end up with Blue Marvel, which is fine. That's kind of expected. We play Angela, we get the Korg, we buff the Angela. We then play the Black Widow to cut their draw off. We buff the Angela again, and then we Sunspot to buff the Angela a third time, and then we just pick up our Korg and Sunspot. Um, now with this, we gave our opponent priority, so we're, you know, we're doing our best to try and win multiple lanes here, uh, but it's very unlikely that we could ever win this. We know, we know we can't win Sanctum whatsoever, so that's kind of a problem, and we're just going to do our best. But, Valkyrie. Valkyrie absolutely screws our entire game plan and we just never even considered it and that's why i wanted to show this one off is that valkyrie is another card in the game that absolutely crushes your entire game plan removing our angela's 12 power making it a seven uh crushed us in this game and i want to show it off let's talk about everything in the final breakdown of this video all right guys you can see the version that i have up on screen is a little bit different uh than what we were playing with before uh or the original article I got rid of the Chavez mostly because I hate Chavez, <laughs> and I put Sunspot in for the time being. Um, uh, actually, I don't even know if that's the correct change, but we got rid of Chavez because I'm not a fan of Chavez ever. Um, you can also try Kang in this list in the Chavez spot if you're looking for the most optimal way to attempt to win the game on turn five or six. I think Kang fits really, really well, but all in all... You know, with Hitmonkey coming out, this is definitely the type of deck that you'll see Hitmonkey in. It'll only make this deck better, but this deck's a lot of fun. It's really interesting to play. It's quite different than a lot of other decks uh, where, you know, a lot of these other decks are relying on RNG to the, to the gameplay styles like Lockjaw and things like that or even Mr. Negative. This deck, while it has RNG to wanting to see like Angela or Bishop early... Um, it's not the end of the world if you don't play your Angela till turn four. You know, as long as your turn four plays Angela plus a card plus the Falcon or Angela plus a card or not plus Falcon, but Angela plus some cards and then on turn five, you know, you can Falcon them away and set up bigger lanes and bigger plays. Your Angela can still kind of get to be a 2-8 really easy and really often in this deck. You can see that it also has the ability to put your Angela to like a 2-12 or a 2-14 in some cases, which is well above uh, value for any two-cost power card. Um, if you're fortunate enough and you're able to get the Kitty Pride, taking that Sunspot right on out of here is great. 
Kitty Pride is phenomenal. She fits right on into this. And I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, kind of everything else that she represents for other decks. But all in all, this deck is a ton of fun. You hit hard, you bounce, bounce back, uh, and you just do it all over again, which is great. If you made it all the way through this video, we are trying to hit 1K subs. We have a season pass giveaway going on. If you want to know the whole details, check out this video right here. But comment on this video with your favorite Marvel character. Get entered into the raffle. And before the next season starts, we're going to raffle it off. And we're going to get everybody a chance to win a season pass. I'm going to buy your hit monkey. Please comment with your favorite Marvel characters. Check out the best five decks. This is one of them, by the way that can get you infinite before the season ends, and we will catch you in the next one. See ya.